Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, laugh, and up-level your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, we'll talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another podcast episode. I have taken a very, very small break just because I have had so much going on in my personal life. It has been a roller coaster of emotions. Um, and so I really just did not have the space to show up for the potty for a little bit. I really just need to focus on me. Um, if you follow me along on Instagram, you would have seen me talking about a few of the things going on for me. One of being which um, my landlord of the house I was renting, which I loved, by the way, actually sold our house. And so we had to move out and find another place. And then a lockdown happened and inspections weren't allowed to go ahead during lockdown. So we weren't allowed to inspect anywhere. And then you're not allowed to apply for a house unless you've inspected it. So we couldn't even apply. So we've ended up in an Airbnb. All is well. I am so grateful for our financial position to be able to um, obviously still have a, a place to stay and a place to live um, and the Airbnb have a policy where if you're seeking accommodation you're still allowed to stay in an Airbnb because obviously like holidaying and stuff was off limits but if you're seeking accommodation uh, for work purposes or living purposes then you're allowed to go ahead. The downside being that obviously the prices are jacked so far up for Airbnbs because you're paying holiday rates not like long-term lease rates so we're actually paying double our weekly rent where we are. So it's definitely not sustainable, but we've got a roof over our head. Um, you know, we're financially stable. And so I'm really, really grateful for that. Um, on top of all of that, and obviously not actually having a house, half of our stuff is in storage while we stay in this Airbnb. So I'm feeling like I don't have all of my things, which has been really uncomfortable. We don't have a lot of hot water here. The Wi-Fi is really bad. Um, and then I got sick at the same time. I was already getting run down probably from the stress. You can probably still hear it in my voice. I'm actually feeling amazing today, but I'm still a bit nasally. So I do apologize, but yeah, I was already feeling a bit run down. And then the day we moved, I guess just all of the dust and um, all of the energy exerted and my body just kind of crashed. So that, and then obviously throwing a lockdown on top of all of that. And it's just been like so hectic. It's honestly just been like, I feel like one thing after another, I feel like I'm missing something else as well, but it's irrelevant. Um, so yeah, I've just been going through like a really heavy time and I don't even mean heavy as in like super down heavy. I just mean heavy as in it's a lot, like it's a lot for my, my little body to process at one time. Um, spiritually, energetically, physically, it's just a lot. And so, um, I have really, really just slowed down and surrendered. I haven't put any pressure on myself to show up for the podcast, to work or anything like that. I've literally been doing the bare minimum. I haven't like, um, been seeking getting any new clients or anything like that. I've just been really showing up for my current clients through voice messages and our calls and stuff like that. Um, and it's been honestly really nice. And to be honest, I have worked the least this entire month than I have in probably my entire business 
entrepreneur journey thus far and I didn't notice any difference to my finances and it was just really fucking cool to have that evidence that it's safe to slow down and when you are embodied in your feminine things can still keep moving and you will be supported by the universe so it's not all hustle and grind baby but why I wanted to jump on today was just to do a quick little chat with you guys about inner child and just chat about how all of you know our inner children right now are just so activated, so incredibly activated. And I'm seeing, you know, inner children throwing tantrums and getting sad and feeling gaslit and just acknowledging that everything that's going on right now with all of these lockdowns is honestly so activating to your inner child. So I guess the first piece is just identifying and understanding what the inner child is and I know a lot of the people listening to my podcast will be really familiar with the inner child and you might have done inner child healing or inner child work but for those of you who don't understand the inner child is your inner essence it's the part of you that's still playful curious still acts like a child, feels like a child, thinks like a child Um, and it's also can be looked at the way I like to look at it is the part of your personality or your timeline or your past experiences where your inner child experienced something or learned something and almost took a snapshot of that uh, learning or experience and it became I guess a memory whether that's like a physical body memory like your body remembering something or you mentally remembering it or whatever it is but you take a snapshot and you remember it and then in your future when things arise that activate that past memory it can cause you to feel activated or triggered because your inner child is feeling that same feeling that it felt at that time whether that be positive or negative Um, but it can show up a lot in our wounding and so connect in with your inner child allows you this beautiful experience where you can actually heal your inner child if your inner child is um, feeling scared or frightened or not good enough or afraid or um, unworthy whatever it may be connecting in with your inner child and healing it so instead of it feeling lesser than or you know, unsafe, it now feels empowered, enough, safe, secure, which then in turn folds over into how your current adult self shows up in your life and your adult self feeling secure, confident, worthy enough. Because majority of what you believe as an adult, you formed as a child, you formed before the age of seven. And so if you're still holding on to all of these um, limiting beliefs from your childhood or your inner child is still feeling all of those things, then it's really hard to change the patterning of your current, present and adult self. So something you can do to help Re, uh, sorry, heal your inner child is a process of reparenting and actually changing the dialogue and the way you speak with your inner child. So something I like to do is almost imagine myself and then almost like this 
separate entity or essence of me, which is an extension of me, which is my inner child. And picturing like me as a little girl who's almost like stuck with me. She's like in inside me. Um, I can feel her essence. And when I'm feeling triggered or activated, it's actually just little Jessie who's feeling triggered or activated. And I just tune in and connect with her and I'm just like, how are you feeling? What's going on for you? And just like really showing her a lot of love and knowing that if I can make her feel safe, that's going to ripple over into my current adult self and make my current self feel more safe as well. So hopefully that makes sense. It's just a way that I I like to look at it. There are so many different angles that you can um, come from with this kind of work. But I guess the topic of today is, as I said, is just like, how many people's inner child is so activated right now because of the state of the world and all of these lockdowns and the huge divide that's happening um, and the polarizing opinions and there's just been so much like heaviness and hate um, and arguments and it just feels like oh my god it just feels so yuck Um, but I just wanted to speak to how it's actually everyone's inner child is just being so activated right now. And if people haven't done inner child work or they're not um, consciously aware of how their past wounding is showing up in their adult present day self, then they're just really unconscious. And there's a beautiful quote by Carl Jung, which says, until you make the unconscious conscious it will rule your life and you will call it fate Um, and I think so many people are acting from really unconscious wounds right now and it's really heavy and it's this balancing act of being able to see like if you do this work um, being able to see people with love and compassion and know that it is just their inner child feeling activated and it's their ego and their past wounding and just showing them love and compassion for what they don't know they don't know yet Um, And also on the other end of the spectrum is saying to yourself, even though I'm loving and compassionate and can see where people come from, I'm still entitled to have boundaries. I can still be a fucking badass bitch that will not tolerate no shit. Um, And it is really about being able to see people with love and compassion and still hold your boundaries. And I had one of my friends actually reflect back to me the other day, this beautiful way of looking at it. And it's like, you can like embody your inner bitch. You can like get those like hardcore boundaries and say, this is not okay with me. I will not fucking tolerate this or I will not stand by that or whatever it may be. You can be so fucking fierce in your boundaries, but the bottom line is that you should never shame someone for how they're showing up because shame only exacerbates things so much worse because often why people are showing up or being rude or being nasty or being mean or being any of these things is because deep down they already feel their own shame that they're not willing to well I say they feel but they're not willing to feel their own shame and so their shadow gets projected out in toxic ways so if you shame someone for how they're showing up even if it is hurtful or mean you're actually only kind of like pouring gasoline on the fire in a sense. So it is a balancing act of being able to see people with love and compassion and understanding and knowing, oh my God, a bird, like a rosella just landed on the windowsill right in front of me. Um, I wonder what the spiritual meaning of a rosella is. Um, anyway, so 
yeah, it is a balancing act of like being able to understand and show love towards people for their opinions and their point of view, whilst also respecting your own boundaries and being really, really um, grounded in what you will and won't tolerate, what you do or do not believe in, and tuning in and trusting yourself and staying um, sovereign in how you show up. But also knowing that just because you can set boundaries without shaming somebody. And I think that's where we're going so fucking wrong right now is people are either having no boundaries um, and just like going with like all this stuff, even if it feels so wrong in their intuition and their body is like screaming at them for like, this doesn't feel right, but they're so afraid or scared that they're just like letting all of their boundaries and their inner knowing going uh go and are just going with what feels so wrong or they are so firm in their boundaries and what feels right to them that they are almost like projecting out and shaming other people who are either not um, respecting those boundaries or have different views and values from them and what I would really love to see happen in the collective is this space where we can all really see um, and understand each other's wounding and um, uh, each other's perspectives and understanding with love and compassion um, and being able to say hey I'm not available for this conversation or this feels uncomfortable for me I don't want to talk about this I agree to disagree I actually have a different opinion um, I'm not available for this kind of energy right now or um, whatever it is be able to set those boundaries without shaming someone you know without saying like I, I did speak about how I spoke um, about something on my story recently about one of my viewpoints and standpoints which feels really deeply um, I guess true to me and I spoke my truth. And in speaking my truth, I actually had someone send me a beautiful message with um, the complete polar opposite opinion. And she was like, hey, hey, beautiful. Like, I'm really curious on like your opinion because I'm actually on the other side and this is what I'm feeling. And um, I would love to know how you have come to that understanding or whatever it was. I can't exactly remember. And I just said to her, thank you for like so beautifully presenting an opposing argument um, in a really compassionate sort of way. And I had a chat with her and I shared my point of view and she was like, thanks for sharing. And I didn't change her mind, um, but she was just like, cool, thanks for sharing. Um, whereas I had someone else print screen my story, upload it to her story. And she literally wrote, what the fuck, Jesse tagged me on it. Um, not even passive aggressive, just plain aggressive. Um, and then told everyone on her story to kind of block this sort of behave behavior and X, Y, Z. And I won't really go into it. That is like so deeply unconscious shadow wounding showing up and I could see that and I could be like wow this person's so triggered and activated and unconscious of like her behavior right now but it's still a fucking boundary it's not okay that behavior is not okay and I will not tolerate it and pretend it's okay um and I immediately blocked her because I don't welcome that kind of energy into my space and by not blocking her I felt like I was putting out to the universe that I was okay with that um and I'm not I'm not okay with that but even in that, I didn't then turn around and shame her and say like, um, you, your opinion is dumb or like, I don't know. I can't even like think of an example right now, but I didn't shame her for her actions. I was just like, that's not okay with me. Block, done. 
I'm going to set my boundary, but I won't shame her for her perspective because I can also see that she's really um, obviously coming from wounding and stuff like that. So I really would love to see the collective get to this space where they can see people's, um, you know, the both sides. Um, and I can see both sides. I can see both sides so clearly. I can, you know, and this is all sparked by the protests and stuff like that. I can, I can so clearly see why people are protesting right now of like, um, well, if we don't, when is it ever enough? When is it ever done? When is, um, you know, it, wh- where does it stop? I'm, people are feeling unsafe. They're feeling trapped. They're feeling, um, you know, like they're losing freedom over, you know, their, their bodies and their actions and that they are protecting their sovereignty. And I can completely see that and I can completely support that. Um, And for the people on the flip side saying, you know, the lockdowns are just going to cause this to go on longer. Can you not see the irony in that? Can you like just pause for a second? The irony in that statement of you protesting will cause lockdowns to go on longer. Just listen to the fucking irony. It's insane. Um, You're literally saying that you want to stay compliant to something you want to be the good girl boy so that you don't get in trouble right like and like if protesting and speaking up for your freedom can cause you to lose freedom the irony it's fucking wild so just seeing people from why they're protesting where they're coming from and then I can see people on the flip side to that who are so angry and so mad and they just want people to fucking do what they're told and do quote unquote the right thing and stay inside because if you know cases spread and that they have to lock down further they're going to be so mad and they don't want to stay locked down any longer and they're exhausted and they're tired and they're feeling unsafe and they're feeling like people are you know being reckless I can so clearly see both sides right um and obviously people probably know that I am more on the side of like I'm done with this like I don't want to be locked down anymore I don't think it's the right approach but as I said I can see both sides and when people come with a loving compassionate um, point of view who are on the other side to me um, and as I said I am more on that side but I'm kind of in the middle um, when people come with me like um, that they're pro whatever I'm like, yeah, babe, like I fully fucking see you. Like I completely understand how you're feeling frustrated and angry and X, Y, Z. I would love to see more people stepping up and no matter what you believe, just acknowledging at the end of the day, you're just a fucking human who has traumas and limiting beliefs and fears and anxieties and all you want is to feel safe and so acknowledging that whatever side someone's showing up on they're showing up on the side that they think is going to make them more safe that's all we want we're humans at the end of the day yes we're human we're very complex and intelligent and smart but we are just a fucking species we're just a mammal and like every other mammal We crave safety and survival and we all just want to feel safe and we all want to survive and get through another day. And whatever side people are landing on is the side that they feel is making them the most safe, bottom fucking line. And if you can't, you don't have to accept someone else's point of view, but you 
or you don't even no sorry you don't have to understand someone's point of view but you do have to accept it you have to accept that you can't understand if you can't understand you don't need to know why someone feels what they feel but just acknowledging they fucking feel it and it's like there's this saying and it says and I've said this on the pod before when somebody says that you hurt them you don't get to decide that you didn't if someone says you hurt my feelings you can't be like well no I didn't because they just fucking told you that you hurt their feelings, even if you didn't intentionally hurt their feelings or you didn't intentionally do something wrong, they still got hurt. And it doesn't mean it's your fault. They're just explaining that thing hurt me. And this is the same sort of thing. When somebody says my point of view is this, you can't say that's dumb or no, it's not because they're telling you, but that's my point of view. And to tell them that they're being dumb or stupid or that they're an idiot is like as such a deep sense of gaslighting and telling them that their version of reality is dumb or stupid. Can we please stop trying to get people to come to our quote unquote side or the need to like make everyone have the same opinion as us? Because it's fucking impossible. If that was possible, there would only be one religion. There would be no such thing as multiple political parties because we would all, um, you know, have the same political views. We would all have the same religious views. We would all have the same parenting views. That's impossible and it's never going to happen. So rather than trying to get people or convince people to believe in your side, why not just believe so fucking deeply in your own truth and trust that there are always going to be people who believe what you believe and there are always going to be people who believe the polar opposite and that's fucking okay. Who's right? Who knows? No one, everyone, I don't know. But where this ties in with the inner child work is knowing that likely whatever people believe is whatever they felt or learned as a child. So I'm going to give you some examples. If as a child you grew up in a household where you were frequently gaslit or manipulated, you're very likely to be having thoughts of, well, I I don't know, my needs don't matter. What's even the point of me having a side? Like I won't even stay on a side because my opinions are relevant. I'm probably just being too sensitive or too dramatic. I just need to get on with it, Um, X, Y, Z. If you grew up in a household where you were always in trouble if you weren't being the good girl or good boy. If you always got in trouble for doing something naughty and you were punished. And especially if you had experiences where you were punished for the collective. So for example, say you had siblings and your parents said to one sibling, if you be naughty again, you're all not getting ice cream. Or if you were in a school where your teacher's uh, teaching style was, if, if you do that again, the whole class is staying back at the end of the day, right? That kind of analogy where um, if you're not the good girl or boy, well, you're naughty and you'll be punished for that then you're going to be someone who's coming from this with everyone just do the right thing, just stay the fuck home, everyone just do the right thing, do what we're told and this will all be over. The quicker we do the right thing, this will all be over because your inner child is just like, I don't want to, like, let's all just be the good girl and boy because if we, do, if we do what we're told, this will get over quicker, we'll get the ice cream faster, we'll get to go home quicker and it's kind of like this energy of just like um, feeling anxious and frustrated that people aren't doing the right thing because you are so afraid of punishment. You are so deeply afraid of punishment because that's what you experience as a, as a child. 
maybe as a child you didn't have a home a safe home environment and you had a parent who didn't show up for you and you felt like you had to step into the parent role really early um, and you had to make your own lunches and fend for yourself and cook for yourself and so you couldn't trust authority and you didn't have a safe home environment and so you're probably coming from the energy of let me the fuck out I'm feeling so trapped I'm feeling so unsafe I can't trust anything that anyone says um I just want to be able to take care of myself and I feel like I'm not allowed um and so there's some examples but there are so many but just knowing that how someone was parented as a child, how they were disciplined, how they got in trouble, how they were shown love, um, what their parents valued or taught them to value, that is why people are acting how they act. And the limiting beliefs that a child formed as a result of their childhood will be showing up right now. So for example, if your limiting belief is I'm not worthy, then why the fuck would you feel worthy of standing up for your rights and your freedom? Like, why why would your voice matter? You're not worthy of having a voice or opinion, so just do the fuck what you're told or do what everyone else is doing because you're irrelevant. If you have an underlying limiting belief of I'm not safe because you had, um, you know, experiences happen that made you feel really unsafe as a child – you can bet this is going to feel so um, anxiety provoking to your nervous system and the feeling of feeling trapped will be awful for you and you are just like craving a sense of certainty. If you have a limiting belief of I'm not loved or I am alone, then being isolated from people is going to be so anxiety provoking for you and you're going to be wanting to crave anything that gets you out and back into society and um, you know socializing as quick as possible. There are so many examples I could go into but it really ties down to the same trending patterns and those patterns are what are your traumas, what are your limiting beliefs how were you parented as a child and what did you experience in childhood? And just knowing that however you're showing up now and whatever your viewpoints are now are very likely reflective of what you went through in childhood, whether it was your school environment or your home environment. Um, and if you just want everyone to do the right thing and be the good girls and boys, it's probably because you experienced that as a child. If you're feeling like you just want to be let out and you're feeling really trapped and unsafe, you probably didn't really feel safe in your home as a child or at school as a child. Maybe you were being bullied and so feeling you didn't want to go to school and if you're forced to go to school, that felt unsafe. So you feeling forced to do or not do anything feels awful for you. So the reason I'm sharing all of this is A, so you get a deeper understanding of your own um patterns and how you're showing up why you're showing up and I know that that's partially probably why I have the views I have and it doesn't mean that I'm right and it doesn't mean that I'm wrong it just means it is what it fucking is there doesn't have to be a right or wrong there can be well who cares who's right I feel this and so I'm gonna I'm gonna show up in alignment with how I feel um so not only is it gonna help you come with more love and compassion for how you're feeling and how you're showing up but I hope It's going to help you come with more love and compassion for other people and how they're showing up right now. And I hope that as a result of that, the ripple effect is that the collective's energy moves from anger and divide into, you know, 
unity and compassion and love. Um, Because as I said, we don't all have the same religious views or political views and we're not all going to have the same views on how to deal with this thing that is new and we've never dealt with it before and we don't know how to and we're all just doing the best we can with the beliefs, experiences and understanding that we have with where we are at right now. So I invite you now and maybe if you're driving, don't do this, but if you're in a space where you are, you know, safe to just sit for a second, just close down your eyes for a second, just close down your eyes Put a hand over your heart and your belly and just take a big deep breath. And just tune in with your inner child. If you could tune in and connect with your child self right now, little you, maybe she's she or he is five years old, six years old, ten years old. Whatever comes up for you first, just ask them. How are you feeling right now? How are you actually feeling? Maybe your inner child's going to be like, I'm just feeling exhausted. Or maybe they're going to say, I'm scared. I'm really fucking scared. Or I'm feeling anxious or I'm overwhelmed or I'm feeling lonely. So whether they're feeling lonely or scared or trapped or tired Just saying to them and reaffirming to them the opposite is true. You are safe. You are not alone. You are so loved. You are so supported. You don't need to worry. Everything is going to be okay. And just like see yourself actually like right in front of your inner child, kneeling down on one knee and just hug them and hold them. You are safe. I love you going to be okay I've got you you are so supported just taking a big deep breath and when you're ready just gently opening your eyes and it is simple as that it is simple as when you are activated closing down your eyes and asking your inner child what they actually are even feeling And putting language to that feeling, I'm scared, anxious, overwhelmed, uncertain, alone, feeling unloved, I'm feeling unworthy, I'm feeling like no one cares about me, I'm feeling trapped, whatever it is, like put language to what your inner child feels and then just seeing them, I fucking see you, this is so valid, it's totally okay, I love you, you are not alone and and validate their experience and then affirm the opposite to be true and make yourself feel grounded. And that is one of the best things you can do. And there are so many different inner child healing modalities that you can do beyond this because this is one little experience, but your inner child will show up in your dating life, in relationships, in your work, in your career, in your personal life. Your inner child will show up and be activated in so many areas. Um, It will show up anytime you feel like you're not good enough, anytime you feel unsafe or anxious. Um, And so inner child healing can actually help with, um, you know, healing anxiety. It can help with healing abandonment wounds. It can help with everything. Um, And this is what I do with my one-on-one clients and a lot of the work we do in our more intimate containers, whether it's like healing someone's sexuality work or 
their anxiety, improving their mental health. We do a lot of inner child healing work, but I hope that this can help you um, with something that's maybe a little bit more present and activating for you right now, which is this heavy energy, which is the divide of the collective. And I hope this can help you show up with more love and compassion for both others, but also yourself and just help you feel more calm and grounded in the current environment and current situation. Um, so I hope you got, um, some good juicy stuff out of today's podcast episode. If you've listened to this whole thing with my nasally nose, you the real MVP, like, fuck yeah, love you. Thank you for sticking by and listening to my shitty voice today. Um, but I hope the content of it, um, was worth listening to. Um, and also before I head off, I will just send out, um, a little, I guess, PSA, uh, it's been on my Instagram, but I haven't spoken about it on the podcast. And that is that the wait list for my group-based mindset program, the discovery code is officially open. You can head to the link in my bio via my Instagram. I'll also put it in the show notes. But if you join the wait list, you'll be the first one um, who is able to enroll in my group mindset program when the doors officially open in August. Um, so not only will it be like a first in best dress, but I am also offering everyone who joins the wait list a fucking good discount. Like I'm not just like, yeah, like a really good discount. And it's like $5 off or 5% off. Like it's going to be good. Like I'm talking hundreds of dollars. So if you're even on the fence, just get on the wait list, right? And yeah, that will be opening. The doors will be opening for that in August. It's going to be really good. Um, you may have guessed by the name, the discovery code. It is a program for women who really want to learn more about themselves on a deeper level. Um, and ironically, one of the kind of quotes that theme in with um, the course is the Carl Jung quote that I said earlier in the podcast, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. So it's really about learning who the fuck you are, who the fuck you aren't, letting go of the bags that you've picked up over time that you were never supposed to carry. Um, it's getting clear on your core values. It's getting clear on your direction. It's getting clear on your uh, limiting beliefs, your wounding, your patterning, all of that. Um, so it's going to be really juicy. It will have everything from pre-recorded modules, right? through to a couple of live calls and those on the wait list will also get first in which means there's going to be once you're on the inside there is going to be an option to bump up to VIP which will give you some one-on-one calls and only people on the wait list will have that option as well so get on it babes um hope you enjoyed today and have a amazing day or night whatever time you're listening and I'll see you in the next episode